In this episode, we will talk about where to put your marketing budget if you want to be successful. By successful, I mean sell tons of your products making above average margin, also in the highly inflationary or promotion-tensive circumstances. Should we put more money behind conversions, so performance marketing, triggering people to make their last decision to buy you instead of competition? Or should we put more money behind telling your brand story and most likely, to some extent, compromise on conversions. Brands today seem to have recently acknowledged that they might have forgotten about the long-term process of building this audience of their brands, mostly for the benefit of tactical optimizations on the bottom part of the funnel, which is so seductively easy to measure. CTRs, CPMs, CPLs, you name it, all these are so very easy to understand and to sell to a CFO or CEO, proving that our marketing works. The more you're patted on your shoulder for good performance results, the more likely you are to intensify investment in this area. Mark Ritson, Peter Field, Les Bennett and Byron Sharp and many other marketing gurus use now long-term data they collected from many industries to manifest to us marketers how important it is to focus your brand building strategy and communication strategy on the long-term growth of your brand. Some brands do listen, some still don't, probably because it's still easier for them to work with the KPIs which are delivered here and now and are easy to be understood and appreciated by CFOs and CEOs. I call it a C-suite syndrome. Amazon, an online platform that theoretically could focus solely on optimizing clicks, is the third biggest TV spender in UK, building its brand in allegedly the most conventional way. eBay used to invest in performance marketing in proportion 90 to 10 versus brand building. And now they claim that after bringing more balance to investing in the full funnel, so investing much more in brand building, they are much more successful in keeping and acquiring new users and the health of the brand significantly improved. Same reflection was expressed some years ago by Adidas team who moved a big chunk of their investment in long-term brand building. Airbnb, similar story, most of their website traffic comes from organic and direct visits driven by the awareness of the brand building over the years and not from the call to action performance executions. Let's see why it's so important to tell your brand story to as large a consumer group as possible, consistently and emotionally appealing. Byron Sharp and Jenny Romanik made an interesting study, replicated by the way by more research teams later on as well. They have proven that the Pareto law of 20% of consumers generating 80% of revenues simply is not true. Across all industries they researched, in order to generate 80% of revenues, we needed at least 50% of a given population, not 20. Or to put it differently, 20% of consumers could be responsible for max 50% of the revenues and not 80%. That means that the light users are critically important. The light users are critically important 
for the overall brand performance. And that means they have to be aware of our brand. Performance marketing can be effective with those customers who are close to the transaction. We're just triggering them to make their last click to buy now, us and not the competition. However, performance marketing will not be as effective with light users. Hence, we want to talk to massive groups of people to generate the scale for our brand. Segmentation is still a thing, loyalty as well, especially for the specialized categories, even though Byron Sharp may not be entirely believing in loyalty. But we will not be far off if we said that our goal should be a bit of overgeneralizing here for everyone to know our brand. Everyone to know our brand. You remember Coca-Cola Prime Objective some time ago. 100% trial of their product on the planet. So now 8 billion trialists target. The magic proportion between the brand building investment versus performance marketing investment is of course specific to the category, its complexity, maturity and size. So each brand will have to find their balance. But 50-50 rule is mentioned in many papers treating this, to this topic. 50% in brand building, 50% in converting to purchase. Super simple principle to start with and adjust as you see fit. The only problem for us marketers is to sell the need to invest in the long-term health of our brand to CFOs and CEOs or even the global headquarters. When you bring to them the cost per lead improvement by say 10%, they will understand it, it's tangible fact of a concrete consumer's behavior and eventually they'll probably motivate you to invest even more in this area. We've all been there. But if you bring less obvious data, for instance, the reach data first, built predominantly in TV, social, PR or other non-performance media, and maybe you will even strengthen your story with a TV spot test on persuasion and awareness, you are still presenting just the promise of the future business. Maybe you decided to sugarcoat this otherwise shaky story with the spikes in website visits during the campaign. More visits are, it's a good signal, but still it's not as strong of a story for them. Then after months of waiting, when the first data comes on your brand health parameters, like I would recommend this brand or trustworthy brand, it's just the belief that you measured, still far from the concrete behavior. Finally, after long months, you are able to present the behavior measurements, like your market share development, for instance. If your CFO hadn't cut your budget by then, you are one lucky buster. We marketers can appreciate the importance of the emotional bond our consumers have with our brands, demonstrated by the sentiment on the social media, goodwill they share with us, their engagement and co-creating content with us and many others. We understand how those dimensions translate into the long-term success of our brand. And also, we understand how insufficient those may be in the office of CFO or CEO. Therefore, we try to translate our findings into the dialect that sparks their interest, trying to illustrate a very simple logic of why our business is successful thanks to the long-term brand investments. For a CEO, we may show the incremental market share coming from the power of the brand 
it's a simple analysis of the top part of the funnel. High awareness with high scores on the brand image equities leads to high likability. High likability leads to high consideration and consideration leads to high market share if your physical availability and pricing are not compromised. There is a high chance they will understand the simple causality relationship between the brand investments and the size of the success. For a CFO, we may try to add to this the results on the incremental price premium we can ask our consumers to pay for the role our brand plays in their lives. It can be easily illustrated by the distance between the value market share and the volume market share. The distance between value and volume market shares. In general, the higher the difference, the stronger the brand power with the acceptable critical mass of turnover to absorb costs, of course. The power of the brand manifested in financial terms can be also shown earlier in the process by proving that when the functionality of our brand is similar to that of our competition, we can still ask a higher price. In the blind test, we track on parity with competition, but when product becomes branded, consumers accept higher price for our product versus competition, or simply suddenly regard our product better versus competition, like in our infamous case of Coca-Cola versus Pepsi. I think we marketers have now the best time to follow the advice of Mark, Peter, Les and Byron. The cookie-less world will make it significantly harder to be as effective and efficient in the performance marketing. Privacy-first agendas in Europe, in US and in other markets will change the way how we do our prospecting and retargeting. We will focus much more on the first-party data, and that's great. Hopefully, we will care more about our customers, become more engaging and meaningful and even non-transactional. And uh, here, in this recalibrated performance marketing, the 50% of the budget will probably be perfectly enough. And the other 50%? Let's invest in our brand building. Long term, giving our customers something they can trust over many years, so our brand, Amazon, eBay, Airbnb, Adidas, John Lewis, are good, well-documented examples how important that is. Key extremely simple lesson from all those studies and decade-long analysis is segmentation, targeting conversions, all that is somewhat still important and will be. But the general principle is simple and intuitive. Be unique and let everyone know about that. Because to succeed, you will need both your hardcore loyal users, just as well as your light users. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.